The notion that our lives succeed or fail one conversation at a time is at once commonsensical and revolutionary. It is commonsensical because all of us have had conversations that, for better or worse, profoundly altered our professional or personal lives. It is revolutionary because a course on conversations won't be found in an MBA curriculum. Yet who among us hasn't spent time and energy cleaning up the aftermath of a significant but failed conversation? Who among us hasn't recognized, perhaps too late, that a client was frustrated or a loved one wounded because we failed to engage in the conversations that were needed? By the same token, most of us have left a successful conversation clicking our heels at the outcome, eagerly anticipating the next one. My guest, Sabrina Bram, MA, MFT, PCC, works with current and future women business leaders and teams who seek to increase their influence, impact, and income. She is an entrepreneur, author, and executive coach. After many years as a psychotherapist and executive coach, Sabrina shifted her focus to career and leadership development that empowers women and helps more women gain board positions. She is the founder of the award-winning radio podcast, WomenLeadersSuccess.com, and founder of Women's Leadership Success Academy, offering Accelerate Your Leadership Superpowers. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. Well, I love your introduction. The clicking your heels, I really like that. Absolutely. So, you know, without a doubt, poor communication, which becomes the biggest elephant in the room, you know, why is it that our entire lives are based on communication and conversations, yet we never really get trained in that area? Boy, that's that's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, we get so involved in school and learning how to read, and we forget how to listen. And how to really communicate, and it's it's an even worse problem now with texting, and people doing these little sound bites. They forget they forget the art of how to do a conversation, um, and it, it's really why it comes about is because people don't know how to listen, and they don't they don't really understand the purpose of listening and what it is they want from the outcome. Part of conversation is the art of active listening, which is different from just listening. And so many of us, whether we're, you know, in a boardroom or we're in the bedroom, I mean, communication is at every level. And so you have worked with, obviously, a lot of women. And why is it? Because women typically are better communicators. Why do you focus on women? Oh, because women do not achieve the results that they could achieve if they understood a lot of things about how the game is played, where basically you're in a man's world and you need to learn that. And it's my great passion to help women be really successful and learn, learn how to do that. And I just want to go back to this thing of, of active listening that I, it's really what, what we need to do is be able to listen. So the other person feels deeply felt the, the way the brain is made up, the, the brain is made up with little mirror neurons. And what those mirror neurons are looking for all the time is, how am I like this other person? 
And the more we connect with that, the more the person feels like they were heard and somehow we're similar to them, the more we're going to be able to communicate well. And one of the problems is people people think of, of communicating or listening as a tennis match. You know, somebody says something and then you have to think of what to say back and you go back and forth. And really, it's not a tennis game. It's it's really a detective, a detective game or a detective story. We have to keep looking for what are the clues, what are they trying to say, how can I understand them more deeply. They don't really care to begin with what you have to say. They want to know that you understood them. And it's so it's not about how can I wait and hear what they say so that I can say this really incredible, brilliant thing. It's how can I really be present and pay attention so I understand what they're saying. So I'm sure a lot of this also is not just about the words that we're speaking. It's your body language, eye contact, hand movements. And so when you're talking about really listening and engaging with people, Certainly, a lot of times when we're in a conversation, there could be misunderstandings or we're, we're driving the conversation in a direction we never thought we would. So how important is when you talk about and teach about and uh, really focus on the client you work with, the entire conversation around communication? Really, really good point, Sherry. The, the nonverbals are in some ways more important than the verbals. And your ability to notice the nonverbal and to connect on that level, it changes everything. It really makes a, a huge difference. So you're right, it's eye contact, it's how your, how your body is, and of course the more you can match that with other people or be similar to them, that helps the communication too. And getting where you notice the nonverbals, and a good way to do that is even when you're watching a movie on TV, shut the sound down and see if you can tell what's going on when, when there's no sound. Um, look at people in a mall. Look, look at people in another car. You want to get where you're good at that. And the better you are at noticing the nonverbals, the better you'll be able to pick up, hey, something just switched. That person was seeming comfortable and relaxed, and all of a sudden they looked tense or they look angry, or something just shifted. Um, so we, we need to notice that. We need to notice that and pay attention to what's going on non-verbally. Right. Well, let's talk about the impact of when you're not an effective communicator. What, how does that impact me? We, we certainly understand personally in, you know, divorce or a disconnect with, with family or children. But what about in business? I mean, what are some of the results if I don't pay attention and start to develop this skill called effective communication? So I had a client named Susan who a few years ago, I got called in to do some coaching with her. She had applied for three jobs. She hadn't gotten any of them, even though she was a star performer in the company. And one of the things that as I talked to her about what she was doing, she felt like communicating networking was a waste of time. She was doing top work. She was getting things done. She was making money for the company. So why did she need to learn how to communicate? Well, she didn't have, she didn't have any connections with anybody else in the company. Because if you can't communicate well, then you can't do that. She also 
didn't get promoted. Uh, she didn't have the ability to have influence or impact on a personal level or in a meeting. And so it affected it affected everything. It affected her getting promoted. It affected conflicts that she would have with people. And she kept losing opportunities to find out from other people what was going on, which could have greatly helped her with the project she was working on. So not being able to communicate well will stall your career and stall you in your marriage and stall you in your friendships or any other communication that you have. Well, also as definitely a, makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also as a business, I mean, you're certainly talking about the, you know, lost profits, the potential to lose customers, your staff, certainly lawsuits. That's uh, usually the basis is not good communication, low productivity. So it's all those things that when you think about that one skill set of learning how to be an effective communicator, when you flip that around and go, I am an effective communicator, sky's the limit. Exactly. Now, the interesting thing about that is sometimes we don't know what level of communication we have. I'm just, I'm just getting ready to do an, an online course, the, the Superpowers course. And I was doing an intake with people, and I asked this woman, I said, on a 1 to 10, with 10 being the best, how good of a communicator are you? And she said, I'm a 10, the, up the top, right? And she had just told me that she was distressed because she had a best friend that just got promoted to being her boss, and the person was doing something that was not good for the unit. And she told her, and this woman got really angry at her and now won't speak to her. Wow. <laughs> so what, what we can, it was, something didn't work in that communication. Probably the way she criticized her was not the right approach. Um, and, and, of course, criticism, we have to be really careful because everybody feels like they're two years old and they have messy pants and, and they, they're vulnerable. So we have to be careful how to do that. But I was interested in that she thought she was a really, really good communicator, but it was clear that she wasn't. And so one of the things that we have to keep doing is getting feedback from people. You know, how am I doing? How am I coming, coming across? Um, how did I do in that meeting? Um, is there anything I can improve here? And pay attention to that because we all have, we all have blind spots or areas that we don't notice. We think we're doing fine, but we're actually not. And we, we don't, it doesn't help to feel bad about ourselves. We want that, that feedback so we can keep adjusting and, and getting better in that area, especially in communication. Well, of course. And especially when you think about that our entire lives <laughs> revolve around communication Yet what effective communication can do in your life is outstanding and certainly something I want to continue in our next half with my guest, Sabrina Bram, who is a transfer transformational leadership executive coach specifically for women. And so we have to go to break. We come back. We're going to pick up on how to communicate like a leader, step into a more powerful, high-impact you. You. 
If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, talking with Sabrina Bram, who is an author an executive coach specializing in helping women expand their leadership, influence, advance their careers, increase their self-worth, net worth, and gain more board positions. So unless you're a hermit living on a mountaintop, your life largely consists of your interactions with the people around you. Yet, more than any other skill, good communication impacts how fast you advance your career and your respect as a leader. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad communication. Sabrina, let's talk about, you know, when we're in the, in the mode of communication, one of the ways that, you know, I find very effective to engage with people, to learn about what they're doing, sometimes I just even off the wall, is really about the power of questions and how they can deepen your outcomes and improve solutions and really discover something typically you wouldn't normally discover unless you ask good questions. Or the book exactly. I just read, the book I just read is a, you know, a more beautiful question, which I really love. And it's, it's not about asking questions so that you're, you know, putting people in a, in backing them into a corner. It's really about higher levels of thinking, how you create questions to really make people think in a much bigger level. How important is that in communication? It, it's super important. And um, I, I also am a master coach, which means I train other coaches. And so even coaches do this, and that is they have an agenda. In other words, I ask you a question that I know the answer to. And that is not the kind of question that's really going to get you the kind of information you want. It's going to get into you into this place that you want to go. But it may be, it, it may cut out, it probably will cut out a huge amount of information that could be very, very helpful to you getting to know this person better, to learning what their expertise is, to learning what they're excited about. 
also it's really important to ask a question that you don't have an agenda behind, that you're just genuinely present in your body and curious about this other person or curious about how they're thinking without trying to kind of direct them in a certain way. Well, and also in communication, really asking yourself those questions that are going to drive you to problem solving, innovation, you know, engaging. I sit on several nonprofit boards, and so, you know, you want to be able to get everyone engaged, talking, thinking, and I have found that asking questions that are not you know, yes or no, more open-ended, but positioned in a way that really makes people think is a lot more fun in the end, actually. <laughs> yes, it's, it's more fun and it's, we're getting closer. The, you know, we talk a lot about networking and in a way that's not really what we want to do. What we want to do is build deeper relationships with people, whether they're at work or home any place we want to we want to deepen those relationships absolutely and we do that by really being genuinely interested in the other person um one of the exercises i do in my uh day long workshops is have a conversation with someone they're going to tell you the best thing that happened to them today and you're going to do everything you can to not listen well you get the you get the nonverbal the the body language but and the, and the person feels pretty bad that's trying to tell the story. But ask yourself how often you have a conversation with someone, somebody at work, your, your husband or wife, or your child, where you're not really uh, paying attention to them, where your mind is on what you're going to do next or the project you're working on or that you have to get back to your office. And it start, just starts making a gigantic change in every relationship when you're present and you're asking questions to find out more from that other person. Absolutely. And for a lot of people, I, I notice this on boards that I sit on. There are those that ask a lot of questions, tend to speak up. Then you have others that never say anything. And I'm always curious, are they present? Do they have any questions? Why are they there? But I'm not going to communicate that, right? So you have right. to wonder, is it that people have fear around speaking up or asking questions? What is your experience? I think a lot of people have fear in meetings of speaking up, especially women. This is a hard thing. And a lot of times women have the experience of speaking up and getting interrupted. Um, so it's something that you need to work on getting over that fear. It, it's very helpful if you have an ally in the room that can support whatever it is you say, if, if that's a new thing for you to speak up. And you can, you can practice that in advance. You can practice having two or three questions you want to ask and maybe, a, maybe follow-up questions so you can get used to speaking up in a group so you can learn how to do that. And even doing that with your ally can be a really good thing to do. Um, or you have this other person that, like you said, they're not really, they're not there. And that's something in our culture right now, that's something we all need to practice. It's what makes meditation so valuable. And we need to practice 
being present, really being present with the situation. And it's not an easy thing to learn how to do, but it will totally change your life. I remember um, years ago seeing Eckhart Tolle, and he was talking about being present, and he said everybody says they want to do that, but they don't, don't want to do it in this moment. They want to do it in a, a future moment that seems better than the one they're in. But the reality is, is if we're not present and paying attention and responding, asking questions, responding to the present, there really is no way for it to get better. There's no better to go to if we don't pay attention to what's going on now and what the opportunities we have to change this, this particular moment. Well, you also talk about the fact that some of this is developed through habits. So what are some, you know, what would be a habit that I have developed? Certainly, I'm guessing through childhood, right, where, you know, children are seen but not heard, those kinds of impacts that wire our brains. But as adults, what kind of habits do you see that people are dealing with that if they just switched it or focused on it? Yeah, I think um, learning to pay attention. We all have some inner critic going on that's telling us there's something we have to keep paying attention or do, uh, something that needs to happen. But we're talking about dissolving whatever that is, that old habit that isn't working. Um, There's a book by Barry O'Reilly called Unlearn, which is an excellent book. Um, And he talks a lot about this. We want to dissolve that old pattern. And you can do that without even analyzing the old pattern a lot by just knowing that you want to learn how to be really present and really connect with whoever you're with, your child, your spouse, your partner, your coworker. And start with practicing it five minutes a day. Start with tiny wins. The way you really, really make big, giant changes is by little, tiny wins. All you have to do is 1% every day to totally have a, a giant change by the end of the year. So just that little tiny win, five minutes today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some person that maybe I don't normally pay attention to, and I'm just going to pay attention to them. Hmm, interesting. Sabrina, you do a lot of workshops. I think you have, when, when is your next workshops, or if people want to find out more about what you're doing in the we- Women's Leadership Success Academy, where would you like them to go? I would like them to go to womensleadershipsuccess.com. That's my uh, site for my radio program. I have a, a local event in um, Sonoma County, July 27th, uh, what to say, how to say it, when to say it. It's an all-day just practicing that whole assertion training of how to get better at saying things and negotiating And I also have an online course starting. We're starting next week, and we'll be doing another one. Um, It's a six-week course. And if somebody's interested in that, um, they can also go to my website and get a hold of me that way, womensleadershipsuccess.com. Awesome. Well, I know you have a lot of success in helping, you know, transformational leadership for women. What's kind of a last thought or statement you'd like to, to share with our listeners? If you took the time to listen to this, then you have the capability of really, really becoming a great leader and a great communicator. And you only have to start taking a tiny step 
be really clear what your intention is, that you want to be a really good communicator and really connect well with other people and take baby steps today. Take five minutes and practice really paying attention to somebody. You will change their life and your life too. Well, and also just reviewing the outcomes that you're experiencing in your own life. Are you moving forward? Are you struggling? Do you walk away frustrated more than clicking your heels? It's just something that, you know, I I look at as a personal skill, right? And so I spent 12 years in Toastmasters. I really focused on how to be a more effective communicator because I realized that life is a lot easier when we're all on the same page in regards to the conversations that we're, we're choosing and the outcomes that we're trying to achieve. And so that's just what I had to do. Yes. And we can change those things. We don't have to keep looping back into this stuff that makes us unhappy and depressed and where we end up in conflicts. You can learn to do it differently. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank Sabrina Bram for joining me today. And check out her website at womensleadershipsuccess.com. Sabrina, thank you for being here, and I want to thank our listeners for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit sherryhillshow.com.